delicious, explicit content. That's right. <laughs> I'm recording, by the way. No, Michael. It's okay. I'll edit this part out. Michael. I'm just getting my spirits up for the podcast. Yeah, know? yeah. Getting the vibe going. Ava. Hi, how are you? Welcome back. Hi. Um, it's the second time we're doing this. Yes, it is our second podcast. We had a really nice response yes. online. People, People like it. They really like us. I mean, what isn't there like? And I mean, what isn't there to us? That's true. We are <laughs> the omnipresent podcasters you've been looking for. Yes. Welcome to Hi, How Are You? A podcast that is supposedly Jewish. Yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's, it tries. Rated PG-13 for Talmudic themes. Hava, give us the update. The update on my health. Yeah, your health. I know you all have been dying to know. I'm imagining myself talking to a very huge audience of listeners. So I got an MRI, finally, which I've been waiting almost a month to do. And then we got the results from the MRI. Sort of. I didn't even get the full report read to me. Just a medical assistant got on the phone and was like, your MRI is normal. Okay, what does that mean? So we don't really know what it means. It didn't really get us any closer to a diagnosis. It's really frustrating. And I still have to wait a really long time until my neurologist appointment on April 2nd. And then maybe she'll give me some more information. It's sort of a non-result. I picked out a piece of Talmud because I'm gay for the Talmud. You're gay for the Talmud? Yes. Very attracted to it. Okay. As a gender. Uh, we don't need that <laughs> in this. This is a family-friendly podcast. This is not a family-friendly podcast. Your children need to learn about debaucherous... Talmud Nicks. Tell us the story, the deets, the goods, the baggage. What's going on? I brought a piece of Talmud from Masechet Ta'anit, and it's on Daf Zayin Amud Bet. That means is that it's from the tractate, from the section of Talmud that's theoretically about fasting, fast days. It's from page 7, side B. And basically what happens in this story is someone comes up to Rabbi Yehoshua, who's like a famous Talmudic rabbi. It is a, a daughter of a Roman emperor, and she's like, wow, it's a shame that you're so wise because you're so ugly. Well, how, how does she know him? How do they know each other? Know. Where did they is, meet? That is not surfaced within the text. Apparently, rabbis are just running into Roman princesses. Okay. All right. Now that you say that, I feel like this sort of reads like a breakup text. Rabbi Yehoshua was like, I love you, but I can't be with a Roman princess. And she's like, well, that's very wise, but it's a shame that you're so ugly. Oh, oh, like she's being catty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why would she say that? That's so rude. I know. And the way it seems in the text is she just rolls up to him in the marketplace. It's as if like he is a celebrity and she feels entitled to just comment on his whole life. A bunch of different stuff happens as a result of that. But the piece of Talmud that I most wanted to talk about is the rabbi ends up having a conversation with the emperor, and the rabbi says, ugly people are more wise, inherently. That there's like a proportionate increase between ugliness and wisdom. The emperor says, but there are handsome people who are wise. Which is really interesting because it makes me think that the emperor was like scoping out the other sexy rabbis of the day. And the emperor was like, what about the rabbinical posters that I have up? But what about all the hotties who are learned? Because the emperor is a fanboy of hot, learned Talmudic rabbis, just like all of us and all of our listeners. Rabbi Yehoshua says, if they were ugly, they would have been even better scholars. Their beauty is actually stopping them from 
becoming as wise as they could become. Well, this is bad news for us. I know. You just have to accept it because like we'll never be ugly and thus we're fundamentally limited in our ability to grow as Talmud scholars. Well, clearly this is the wrong medium for us then. Podcasting? Yeah. <laughs> because it's inherently Talmudic. Yeah, and no one can appreciate, you know. Because they'll never know how beautiful we are. This is actually the perfect media to hide our limits in terms of beauty. Yeah, that's true. The specific few words that I want to talk about from page seven, side B, are So if they were ugly, they would be even more learned. But the word that's translated as ugly there, which is snu, has a much broader sense of like being hated and reviled. There's actually like this specific Talmudic word that means the hated wife. Like out of all your wives, there's one wife who's the hated one. And she has a little sobriquet that comes from this same word. So I like this piece of Talmud, I guess, because it implies that there is some relationship between how we're treated by society and how much insight into the infinite and divine wisdom of the world we have. Your translation would not be ugly. It would be like outsider. Yeah, I would say it's more like if they were reviled, then they would be more wise, which is, I think, problematic in its own right. I think both people who are reviled and people who do the reviling have a tendency to valorize pain. Oh, this suffering made you stronger, and so it was all for a purpose. And that's like its own thing that I, I can't really fully co-sign as a philosophy. As a person who's reviled for many reasons... Well, <laughs> reviled and adored. I'm a very divisive figure. You're very divisive. When one is reading the text as a reviled person, you can take that moral for yourself without fully signing on to the bootstrappy version of it. You know, like that's what we have to do as people who are snoo reviled is we have to like take whatever media is in front of us, whether Talmud, whatever, and just read what we need out of it like did you are you saying are you like you're plant you're kind of like band you're walking around the bush and kind of like petting it on the head it's funny because snoo is also related to the word for thorn bush so we're like literally beating around the bush right now okay what is the bush i'm using this term as like a stand-in for all oppressed people i guess you know for me i think most relevant with regard to disability and transness so like we were in the stop and shop just now we did our grocery shopping today we did it was adorable we were rocking it we looked so cute and so gay i was wearing a purple jacket yeah and i was wearing a wheelchair and (laughs) (laughs) you were yes it was very fashionable it was a gucci wheelchair Fenty X Gucci wheelchair. All the syllables were there. So we were going through the self-checkout line, and in front of us, there was a guy checking out who was wearing a kippah, or yarmulke, for you Ashkenazim out there. To me, he looked sort of orthodox-ish, like he was wearing this kind of black silk kippah that always fits really poorly that I associate with orthodox people. We love you, orthodox people. We have a complicated but loving relationship with those of you who are cool. The concept of orthodoxy, I'm not sure. I'm in love with it. In fact, I would say I hate it, but that's a whole other thing. Save that for another pod. Save it for the podcast. I'm saving myself for For marriage. (laughs) I knew this was going to be a situation because this happens all the time that Orthodox people don't 
engage with me. I said good Shabbos to him because either he would say good Shabbos back and that would be like a lovely interaction at the grocery store, or he wouldn't. And then I would have like challenged his world by being this like visibly disabled queer in public. And then either way, <laughs> I think both of those are mitzvahs. And it's sort of doubly interesting because there's this whole idea in the Talmud that you should be the first one to greet or like give good wishes to the people you see in the world. Like you should be the first one to say shalom. By not responding to my saying good Shabbos, he was in his own way abrogating the Torah. Whenever I enter someone's world because I'm trans and because I'm visibly disabled, it always presents some kind of crisis for them, unless they're also trans and disabled. I'm constantly in crisis when I'm around <laughs> you. Because I'm such an alien force. Hava the alien force. Yeah, because I'm so reviled by them, because what I represent, the possibility of disability, the possibility of transness, because most people so reject that. When I appear in their world, it's like, oh, I didn't prepare myself for this interaction. People are forced to make choices when interacting with me that they try to avoid making most of their life. You're a thorn bush. Exactly. Like I'm a thorn bush smacking you in the face saying, good Shabbos, good Shabbos. And you're like, Ugh. what are these thorns doing in my face? Why is this gay thorn bush hitting me at the grocery store? I'm the ghost of Torah future. <laughs> I'm here to haunt you. The Torah will be gay and you will have to deal with it or the dog sky at my grocery store. What's some good stuff that's What's happening? some good stuff about him? No, not about him, just about like what happened in the last week. Something interesting, something. Oh. oh my gosh. Well, this morning I saw Danny DeVito endorsing Bernie Sanders. Oh, I know. Which I don't know if Danny DeVito is Jewish. If you're out there, Danny DeVito, let us know. Yeah, we would love Send to have you. Send us an email, Danny DeVito. We'd love to have you on the podcast. Have, yeah, join us. I don't know if Danny DeVito is Jewish, but him endorsing Bernie Sanders felt like a uniquely Jewish way to wake up this morning. It, it was a little, yeah. Yeah, it was ethnic in some way or another. The fact that you could only see half of his head talking to you about <laughs> exactly. politics. He's like, hi, honey. Vote for Bernie. Yeah, it was adorbs. It's really strengthened my connection to Danny DeVito. And to Bernie Sanders, my two gay dads. <laughs> All right, what what other good things happened? We got dim sum today. It was incredible. We're going to launch our podcast on other podcast platforms. We're actually making a podcast now. We've decided we're going to try. We've decided to be the next viral Jewish podcast. Yeah. Or maybe bacterial Jewish podcast. We're a little bit torn. Either way, we will continue to curse on this show. We will have to mark our podcast explicit. Yeah. Explicit content. Yeah, it's very explicit. Yes. Okay, I think we should close out. My houseplants are doing great. Houseplants are doing good. Thanks for asking, everyone. Also, this podcast is how I stay alive. I recently became severely disabled with an unknown neurological condition. So please join my Patreon so that I can continue having a place to live. Join the Patreon. Join the movement. It's not us. It's, it's me. It's us. <laughs> Shavuot Tov. Shavuot Tov. Have a good week, you guys. And this has been Chai, How Are You?